coming to you pre-recorded in multiple locations. If Bruce Wayne were a French food inspector, he'd be the Crepe Crusader, and that's hella rad. We're your hosts, Andrew and Nathan. Nathan, how you doing? What you drinking? Uh, I'm transitioning from coffee to dead guy ale. That's how I get down. That'll get you alive. Ah. <laughs> it's funny. That's their slogan. That'll get you alive, boy. When I was in college and I was visiting my brother, I thought Jaeger bombs were like uh, a whole beer with a shot of Jägermeister dropped into it and you just pound it. Oh, man. We did like two of those and got like fucking blackout drunk. I realized later that it's supposed to be Jaeger and like Red Bull. Much less intoxicating. Anyways, I thought it was you drop it into a beer. Uh, I maybe I'm mistaken too. Uh, now, now you're making me doubt myself. I don't know. Have somebody write in and inform us because I'm not googling that shit. Uh, it's not what you're drinking tonight, correct? No, that was what I was going to get to. Uh, <laughs> I am drinking uh, Relay IPA by Thorn Street. It is a uh, IPA. It was relayed to me. Very literal. Um, <laughs> um, today's non-sponsors are uh, bottled water. I mean, to me, it was the biggest scam ever pulled, and I'm not falling for it. That's not true. I still fall for it on the regular. But I feel like if you're getting, if you get bottled water, bottled bottled water with uh, a a mineral content, then it's actually doing something for you. But if you get like reverse osmosis purified water with like everything stripped out, it's like worse for you than drinking like fucking tap water or whatever. Like having nothing in the water is worse than having like minerals and other impurities because it ends up stripping out minerals in your body. Yeah, I'm sure you could like the you need, you know, essential minerals from water. And uh, for me, the thing that really bugs me about bottled water outside of the lack of minerals is that it's like uh now now i'm weird for drinking tap water now i'm the weird guy like oh are you drinking tap water i'm like yeah well there's nothing wrong with it just drink it and then they're like oh okay i went back to drinking tap water probably because we used to like brita filter all the water and i went back to drinking just straight tap water like a couple like six months ago because i was just like Fuck having to, like, refill this stupid Brita all the time. Like, it really doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah. Just fucking get... Take a hit straight off the hose. Like, back in the day. <laughs> yeah! That kid shit. <laughs> um, but we did have to buy bottled water recently because all the water in our neighborhood uh, tastes like dirt now. And nobody knows why yet. Oh shit! Is this a Flint, Michigan situation brewing over there? <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. So, uh, you got any non-sponsors for us? Yeah, I uh, recently saw a commercial for this new show called God Friended Me, and I mean, it's pretty much on the nose with what it is. It's some, it's apparently some uh, guy who's an outspoken atheist. And uh, he starts getting poked on Facebook by God and uh, becomes friends with God. And then God tells him to save people or some 
bullshit like that. Um, it's come on, like come on, seriously, is this? Shouldn't uh, God have admin rights on the social media? <laughs> Apparently, he was able to poke him. I don't, I don't. Yeah, obviously, I didn't watch it, but. Apparently the atheist may, maybe he's play, I'm guessing he's playing along because he's like oh I'll show God you know, I'll show all these people that like God I'm gonna and but then it's gonna be like a heartwarming tale of where he finds faith or something stupid. Um, it's like it's like uh they found a they took the idea of do you remember that show early edition you know that one no well uh refresh my memory oh the guy got the newspaper for the ne- the day the day ahead and he had to go save people. oh yeah there's like so many iterations of that idea well that was i mean early edition was a decent job but they didn't try to like blatantly come out and be like oh it's a it's god <laughs> like this one's like out the gate it's in the title hey got it making it like a some sort of statement i i I don't know i just hate it It, i feel like so pandering obviously i I haven't watched it whether it's a good show or not is incidental to the fact that it's just you're like even if it is i'm not gonna support it one less viewer yeah they'll and yeah they'll never be allowed to (laughs) to, uh maintain sponsorship here with hella red you should get one of those like uh, Nielsen ratings boxes uh, where they monitor all all that you watch, and then if you don't watch it with the ratings box, then you count for like hundreds of thousands of people. The way that shit is uh, calculated, you can really stick it to them. Yeah, it's a great system, right? That they, they did a good job with that, and they're like, hang on to it. Uh, anyways. Um, so today's show, we're going to, uh, give another edition of hella bad music, uh, some more four wheel frustrations and as always a, uh, Fabergé egg update. But first we want to get into a new conspiracy theory that has just fascinated us. Um, this is, I don't, oh man, where do we begin? So I guess to consider it a conspiracy theory these people believe that uh you don't actually need you know the whole idea that we need to eat food is a lie you can actually just get by with just uh breathing air hence their name breathe arians or breath arians i think uh part of it too is this is uh staring at the sun too you get energy through yes. through the sun <laughs> Yeah, there's multiple versions of the of this bullshit, but it all falls under the same name. Like that, what is it? The they uh, recommend that you like start by only staring at the sun for like 10, 15 seconds, and you work your way up to like forty five minutes. Like, and then you're gonna like, oh my god. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, you don't want to just go out there and start staring at the sun without working up there, you know, like. Yeah, you know, all your teachers always told you back in the day, like, don't stare at the sun for too long at first. You know, give it a little bit of time. You know, take it step by step. You don't, you don't just go from uh, like learning to walk to running a marathon. There's uh, steps in between there. The um, the other step uh, that uh, I read specific to um, you know, like uh, activating this apparently is a. Uh, which it's weird because I don't quite understand like the cross section of ideologies between the people that are like claiming it works without eating at all. And some of the more like, uh, 
inedia or i don't even know how the other term is is pronounced but uh they, they apparently there's a 21 or 10 day fasting initiation it's the same kind of idea you know you got to ramp yourself up to it like not eating ever again you're like you got it <laughs> baby steps you know do a nice 21 day or the, as they suggest 21 day or 10 day fast uh, apparently it's between 21 or 10 <laughs> they probably implemented that uh step to cover their asses after people started dying like people dumb enough to like really follow it right the worst kind of conspiracy theory is uh anybody that takes it seriously will die (laughs) (laughs) well that's the one thing that makes me angry about um when we were reading to this like you'll if you look it up on google anybody out there listening you'll just see like these people pop up immediately it's this uh couple um camilla and akahi and uh yeah apparently they're um they're claiming that they haven't eaten for for over nine years i think was the claim yeah um oh no no it's that they've barely eaten oh the nuance um yeah that's right and they just all they do is like eat like a stem off of a broccoli or something every once in a while and but you, you just look at the pictures of these people you'd know that they're full of shit you just just look at them I, anybody look it up <laughs> my favorite is this uh there's this australian lady that was like writing books and pushing this bullshit and so they i think it was like australian 60 minutes was just like kept calling her out like you know some lady died because she believed all your horse shit and she's like no like just try kind of brushing it off like yeah you know well, she didn't she didn't properly ramp up to the sun gazing as, as yeah. instructed and so they basically um, were like, all right, well, how about can we just monitor you for like a week and uh, see what happens? Like if following your tenants and stuff. So, yeah, that's fine. Like two days in, she's in like a hotel room being monitored the whole time. And she's like, oh, the air here is really bad. Uh, that's why, like, I'm not feeling well. Like, we have to, we can't. He's like, okay, well, we can just take you wherever you want to go and monitor you. And so they do. And then it's, like, a couple more days, and she's just, like, lost a shitload of weight. She's, like, barely, like, has any energy. And they're just like, yeah, you still want to keep going? Like, there's a doctor with them as they're interviewing this lady and she's like, yeah, your kidneys are about to fail. Uh, you're going to have, like, some serious damage. She's like, no, I'm fine. I, that's, like, just totally ignoring all their, like, warnings and advice and stuff. And then even after, like, the whole thing's over, uh, she's just like, well, the problem was, you know, the bad air. Like, I just couldn't recover from all the bad air in the city. It's like, uh, there's always an excuse. That's the problem. At what point does the doctor become like morally obligated to like uh, do something, right? Where you're like, this person is literally not eating. I think it's like these, all these things, all these like gurus and scams and shit always come out of India. Like there have to be the masters, like the capital of just fucking scam artists. Like the wild, wild country when we talked about. Um, cult leaders before like same shit just like some indian uh old indian guy claiming to be like touched by god and blah 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 and just fucking stupid people 
buy into it. But I mean, like you said, there was a doctor with this lady, right? Like, at what point would the doctor need to step in and be like, "This lady's gonna die. I can't just let her die." You know, <laughs> the doctor and the sixty minutes guy are sitting at the table with her while this doctor is saying all this stuff. So it's like they're all three of them in the same. Uh, not a room because they're outdoors in her new location she requested, but at a table. She's like, yeah, your kidneys are going to fail. She's like, oh, no, you're being, like, extreme. Like, you're exaggerating things. And it's like, meanwhile, her face and eyes are sunken in, and they're telling her all this to her face. Just like, you're going to die. Like, you're really going to, like, stick to this. But if you think in her position, she's got to be like, well, if they catch me for being a scam artist, my life's over anyways. Like, I'm never going to... If they have national news on me and I admit to this or they just, like, they get me to cop to it at all, then I can never do that. This is all I know how to do and I can never do it again. So... Yeah. She don't want to let down the other Batharians either. They'll be like, no! No! You're not supposed to tell them that you just really eat. They're fucking lying. They're all eating. I guarantee it. Yeah. Every single one of them. There's another, like... I guess this whole thing, I was watching uh, The Amazing Randy, who was, uh, he's like world-renowned, like, debunker for, like, mentalists and all that kind of stuff, and he was talking about uh, this Indian guru, Indian Breatharian guru that got basically the Indian government involved because they wanted to figure out ways to improve their, like, soldiers in the battlefield, so, like, if breatharianism is real, then they don't need to feed their soldiers. They can just fucking breathe while they're out there. Um, and, like, they just, like, bought into this I- idiot the whole time. And, like, they did the same monitoring thing. But the guy was smarter where he requested that he needed, like, bath. Like, a lot of baths. Like, once every, like, uh, once or twice every day. And the amazing Randy is explaining this. He's like, yeah, I wonder during those baths if he so happened to just get water in his mouth uh, repeatedly every single time. It's just like fucking shyster. Yeah, yeah don't, and nobody disturb me while I'm in my bath. Please. Don't, nobody come in here. It's private time. You understand that. Yeah. And I don't know. Whatever happens with the water, it's drained at the end. And no... It, none of it reaches my lips. Don't even worry about it. I like that the army was like, they're so open-minded to anything. <laughs> they're like, you know what? Maybe they got something with this. And just think of the cost savings. We don't have to ever feed any any of the soldiers ever again. I'm sure they'll perform brilliantly out there on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah. You've seen uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, the movie. It was like George Clooney. No. I have not. It's based off of... I think the book was under the same title, but it was based off of, uh, like, the U.S. doing, like, a military program, like, looking into, like, people with, like, psychic powers and stuff. So, like, the idea behind the title was, like, they could stare at, like, goats and, like, chickens and shit and kill them with just their... uh, staring at them with their mind powers. That's that's more believable than the Breatharians, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like I can't disprove uh, that shit like as easily as I can. Like, 
Oh, it's yeah, it's just insane that like anybody. How do you? Oh, it's like how do you keep a f- movement of people like, like they would all die. It's worse than flat Earth, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. You can disprove, definitively disprove breatharians in two like a week, two weeks tops, because anybody that says it's true will just die. Like anybody that says they're fucking, it's true i can prove it you'll just they'll just die after two weeks tops are you sure i think the odds are closer to 50 50 you know just give it a flip of the coin maybe they'll die maybe they'll live they either die or they live it's a 50 50 chance yeah you got a point there uh by my own logic you have a point there oh yeah i don't know it's just beating a dead horse here like it's just the dumbest shit ever yeah it is i agree I mean, I think I think we've said enough on this. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't think we're probably needing to convince people of how dumb it is. I think everybody listening probably understands. But I, I hopefully it's uh, something we can. I just the fact that yeah, it's even considered a conspiracy theory just because some people are so adamantly standing by it, like as fact. Ugh, it's just that's bothersome. Yeah. And and speaking of the dumbest shit ever, we're about to roll into a segment where that is rivaled. Hello, hello, hello. Bad, 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 bad. Music. Uh, so this is hella bad music, as uh, you heard from the title. So we're discussing obviously things that are not great, not not great, you know. Um, put it lightly so this one is uh, uh andrew brought to my attention something called danger music and uh little gem i found yeah th- it's great so uh let's just listen to a clip real quick so everybody can get on board with uh the initial impression <laughs> and then we can turn, go from there turn your volume down if it's uh it all loud yeah maybe turn it down a little bit So this is a somebody performing danger music. So uh, the danger music was started by this guy Dick Higgins in like the '60s. Like, is clearly part of it. Sound it seems to me like it was a joke that he started with some people at their like performing arts college, where they're like, "Well, let's just see how ridiculous of shit we can get away with." So he came up with all these different like. I think what was like the highest numbered like score was it like 40 something was like the last one danger music number 42 43 it's up to 43 yeah but even then it's like there's huge gaps so it'll be like 1 2 3 7 10 12 15 and they're all like some of them can vaguely be described as music so like what's the the clip we heard was danger music number you know off the top of your head 19 yeah is danger music number 19 and it's and the title is just scream 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 and that's it and like there's one that's like uh volunteer to have your spine ripped out yeah i hate to i hate to pull this on you but it scream one that we listened to is actually number 17 buddy uh you get your facts straight on the danger music (laughs) (laughs) it's important stuff (laughs) 
<laughs> the idea behind this whole thing was that, um, like, it's supposed to be music that puts you in, in a sense of danger. And to me, it's like you took abstract art and turned it into music. And it's not really music to me at all. It's bullshit that people pass off. And any, like, it's just a bit, I wouldn't even, I would consider it a huge joke. Like, this isn't even fucking real. It's just some, like, trolls on the internet. But there's actually some, like, Japanese band that performed in, like, a music festival in, like, the early 2000s where they were performing what they call danger music, where they're pretty much just thrashing the stage, breaking things. They even pulled in some, like, a... Oh, like a bulldozer or a bobcat and started destroying the back wall of the venue. Just like getting completely ridiculous. I'm like, this is just absurd. Well, I would agree that that is dangerous music. I, it's, it doesn't sound like it's one of the compositions of Dick Higgins, to be frank. It sounds like they might be doing their own thing. Yeah. Even with Dick Higgins' uh, tracks for danger music, like... no. Nobody's able to do a cover. Like, n- none of them even sound remotely the same. Like, well, he never, some of them, oh, as I, uh, so glad that I had, that I got to do research on this. It's so cool. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I literally looked up the stupid, the worst music imaginable, like, worst music ever, like, Google searching, and I fu- eventually found this stuff, and I'm like, yep. Yeah, this is definitely worse than reggaeton to me. Well, it's also not music. That's the other thing. Um, but uh, some of them that they, they describe in this article, we found like some of these, and when you read them, clearly some of them are not meant to be performed. And uh, there's like one, you can find a clip of one online uh, where they're doing, um, I think it's uh, number two. Oh, no, no, number two. It's one of the Danger Music scores, but there's pretty much no sound involved. It's just a guy, like, walking around a room, takes a hammer and, like, unstrings a guitar with a with the hammer. Um, oh, yeah. So that's that's what you get from Danger Music. It's great. Uh, it's hard to define his music, but when you hear something like this, it make you feel like maybe it is a valid art form. <laughs> See, they love it. They... Yep, exactly. Actually, getting applause for that—that's amazing. I would expect laughter more than applause, but dude, could you imagine being there and he's performed that and you're done and you're just like people are clapping around you? I feel pretty awkward. The only thing I am impressed by, from a public speaking standpoint. Is his because there's video for it too of this guy's willingness to sit on his desk Indian style and scream in front of his uh class for like four and a half minutes. Like, it's that like we're taking clips out of this, but that guy did that for what probably like a couple at least like two minutes, right? Oh, yeah, it was a long time, <laughs> <laughs> it felt like an eternity. Yeah, there was another one of uh, some guy just, like, screaming into a mic on stage and then, like, rolling around on the ground. He had, like, four or five, like, distortion pedals that he would just hit to, like, change. 
just this screeching from the microphone just pure garbage yeah i well there was like a dude i wish i i I can't remember it all now but there was like a guy back around the 50s um and he would go on these shows and like just do a bunch of weird sounds as like it was his experiment with music and i was like yeah that's probably not music but i was okay with it i was like he's kind of cool he's making weird little goofy sounds with household stuff and like hitting a pot in a pan and he's like boiling water and he's calling it a composition but then then you got danger music which is like taking that idea to the extreme where sometimes it's not even there's not even sounds it's just like it's it basically the way it seems to be presented yeah is like a, a theater uh with the backdrop of music where you're trying to present danger to the yeah to them yeah I'm just going to create a new score of Danger Music. It'll be number uh, 77. And it's called uh, String a Bunch of Pots and Pans Together and uh, Throw Them Down a Stairwell with People in It. That would be one that you can perform for sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Got the music elements and it's got danger. Everything you need for Danger Music. Sound and real fear of injury or death i feel like it would just be more annoying to people people are like what the fuck are, are these pots doing coming down the stairs this is very loud part of me like even as i envision this in my head like i just imagine me like throwing the like the tied together pots and it be- doesn't even make it past like one fl- like uh story it just like hits hits the ground and stops and it's like super disappointing like the, yeah, when you fuck up a slinky, it just barely goes yeah. at all. You're like, oh, okay. I've got a pretty vivid imagination, and even I can't make that exciting. <laughs> Amazing. On that note, uh, I think we're going to take a quick commercial break. Yaboo. Are you sick of constantly being asked if you've seen shows you don't care about? Do you wish you could get your coworkers and friends to stop telling you about how great their favorite shows are and how you need to watch them? If this sounds like you, then you need my patented TV small talk conversation algorithms. Hi, I'm Timothy Chesterfest, an accredited linguist and algorithm enthusiast, and I'm here to tell you about my TV small talk conversation algorithms designed to get people to stop talking to you about TV shows that you have no intention of watching without making you seem like you're the asshole. My collection of TV small talk conversation algorithms covers a large range of popular shows including, but not limited to, Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, and The Orville. Buy them one at a time or purchase an annual subscription for unlimited access to every TV small talk conversation algorithm on my website, timothychesterfest.biz. Dealing with a coworker or friend insistent that you check out a show not in my collection? No need to fret. I offer a customized algorithm service at a reasonable rate for those friends with especially esoteric and especially annoying TV show preferences. Just go to my website, timothychesterfest.biz, to request a quotation today. Timothy Chesterfest TV Small Talk Conversation Algorithms do not guarantee success. Your results may vary. Timothy's algorithms test an 87% success rate based on results of thousands of surveys conducted throughout the country. Timothy Chesterfest is not liable for any consequences arising from the conversations performed with the TV Small Talk Conversation Algorithms. Use at your own risk. So what are you waiting for? Finally stop having the same conversations over and over and check out my TV Small Talk Conversation Algorithms on timothychesterfest.biz today. Welcome to the Hotel California 20. We're your premier marijuana themed hotel in the tri-state area. 
given 420 stars by readers of Ultra Dank OG Purple Kush Banana Cat Piss Nugs Magazine Monthly. All bedding and towels have been made with 100% hemp and washed with a THC and CBD oil blend. It would be extremely uncomfortable if you managed to be coherent enough to notice. Our pillows are stuffed and changed daily with freshly ground indica and sativa plants. Even our air conditioning is treated with large plumes of THC vapor. Need to wash up? You bet your ass the water's infused with weed. We've got 24-hour room service and a minibar stocked with enough edibles to make you question your own existence. If you do remember how to use a door, you can always try some of our amazing facilities. We've got a marijuana base that no one's completed. It's hella dope. Seriously, it's a lot of dope. So come out and see us. If you find the road a little bumpy, that's because we fill all potholes with actual pot. Yabu. And we're back from that exciting commercial break. Uh, let's just roll right into our next segment. Uh, four-wheel frustrations. Hey, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, man. Fuck you. Four-wheel frustrations. So, today's topic, we're going to discuss motorcyclists. And the reason this I was triggered into bringing this up in the first place was I was driving home one day and I see this guy on his motorcycle um, with a sweatshirt on pass me by and it says uh, watch out for motorcyclists asshole I'm just like (laughs) the fucking levels of entitlement of some of these people is fucking unreal like I see that shit, and I also would see, like, the loud pipes, like, save lives. It's like, hey, bro, I gotta be obnoxious to, and fucking scare the shit out of everybody else in the road so they know I'm there. <laughs> like, you you look at, like, riding your... I don't have a problem with people riding their motorcycles, but when you treat it like you have... uh, Like, everybody else should accommodate you instead of the other way around. Like, the roads were clearly designed for cars. So, you should consider... Like, they even tell you, like, assume that no one can see you, yet people still get pissed when, like, they're doing the wrong shit and people merge in their lane or what. Just, like, entitled motorcyclists, I guess, is my gripe uh, in this edition of Four Wheel Frustrations. Yeah, it's uh, two wheel frustrations this time. Yeah, yeah. Unless there's two motorcyclists. Yeah, two pairs of two is four. I can count. Yeah, math. I can do it. But the odds of that happening are only 50 50. So. <laughs> but no, I agree. I, uh, I, all around, they're just typically have a bad attitude, you know, notoriously. Yeah. But, no, but the thing that really does bug me is like you alluded to the lane splitting. Like, yes, okay, it's legal. I get that, but it's it's also your responsibility to not be a total tool and an idiot. Like, if you see somebody clearly with a blinker on and they're like, it's let's say there's like their one chance to get over to the lane they're trying to get to, and they're taking it, and you saw them put their blinker on. Don't get mad because you have to slow down a little bit. Like, yeah, you're it's mildly inconvenienced, and you f- throw a fucking shit fit about it. You're like, oh, you fucking asshole! You you don't see me here? Like, no, bitch, I didn't see you there. You should have saw me. I'm a fucking car. Damn, for real. 
the uh, one uh, specific thing that bugged me about motorcycles is more of a personal story. But I used to live in downtown uh, San Jose and uh, well, closer to Japantown or anybody uh, local around the area. But um, just for a frame of reference, but uh, th- there was this dude we lived uh, in this apartment complex and there was a house next to it. And every fucking Sunday morning at about uh, 6, 10, 6, 15 ish, he would start up his hog and just start warming it up for about 40 fucking minutes he's like just non-stop like for 40 minutes i guarantee if you if you go and fucking talk to him like hey man you know that's like really hey my bike's gonna seize up if i don't do this all right it's like well that was again that was your fucking choice yeah they really they take it very personally when you just try to like mention that they should have some common courtesy yeah how fucking obnoxious and inconvenient these people are sometimes like oh i'm so sorry to have inconvenienced your stupid ass uh lane splitting like gas saving lifestyle over here just uh, you had to slow down a little bit or I'm, i'm asking you to not like wake everybody in the neighborhood up at fucking like 6 30 in the morning on on the weekend everybody's trying to sleep thanks a lot asshole have you seen this shit where like they'll like kick cars or kick like side view mirrors if when they're lane splitting and you don't fucking like move to the edge of the lane so they can split the lanes easier not surprised but uh that's a i hate that whole effect because then on some level too you're like you see him and then they give the wave sometimes to people and you're like, how come he never, I gave him enough space. He never gave me the fucking wave when he came by. Yeah. Like you bitch. Like how come I don't get the wave? I do that all the time now where I'm like, I see him or I hear them in my rear view. So I move out of the way so that it's easier for them. And I'm like, bitch, you better give me the fucking like downward peace sign for moving for you. Yeah, that's all I want. Uh, the only thing I want, I'm letting you get free passage, no, unobstructed. Give me the fucking thing. Give me. Come on. Acknowledge that I, I did a good thing for you, you bastard. And then when they don't do it, you're like, next asshole, I'm going to fucking stay right where I'm at. <laughs> um, on that note of like kicking the cars, though, I'm sure you've probably seen this, but there's this video where this guy, you don't even know what he's pissed off about, but he's going by this car on his motorcycle and he fucking goes to kick the car but he does it way too hard so he just knocks himself over uh on in the middle of the fucking freeway i'm like brilliant brilliant (laughs) instant karma yeah there's one on the other side not kicking the car where this guy rear ends a car uh with so much force that he flies over the handlebars and uh Front flips and lands on his feet on the roof. So it's a straight up like John Woo move. He's like, look, man, we like we got this whole like the guy in the car. He's probably like, we got this whole thing on video. The YouTube hits will pay for the damage on your car. So don't even worry about it. That's bloody amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Well, that's the like of all the things you can just be annoyed with. Then it's like the decision to have the motorcycle is one that almost guarantees like a life-altering injury it's almost like uh, inevitable it's just a matter of time like that's what they all say it's like just a matter of time before you get in the crash yeah i mean you're you're on the road like you're gonna get into an accident and most people are in a car truck 
and uh t- and you know heaven forbid it's anything super serious but typically you're okay uh with anything like that you know normal vehicle but the motorcycle it's like all bets are off man there's a 50 50 chance you live uh, on every <laughs> every accident hello andrew can't hear me andrew you can't hear me this isn't good there you are that's weird you got me now i can hear you yes okay well um uh what was i talking about <laughs> i don't know yeah i i think it's that i gonna i'm just gonna have to initiate it i was gonna do this whenever appropriate but i think it's appropriate now emergency quiz emergency quiz, emergency quiz. <laughs> oh no <laughs> All right, Andrew, this, this is, is the amazing. emergency quiz. No, shut up. Just listen. All right, this is the first question. What was the most uh, overrated best actor Oscar win? Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump or Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets? Jack Nicholson. Good job. All right, question two. Which is the most awful early 2000s rock song? Headstrong by Trapped or She Told Me She Had a Gun by Seether? Uh, she Told Me She Had a Gun by Seether. <laughs> Incorrect. It's headstrong by trap. <laughs> All right. Question three. Which end of the world scenario was a bigger crock of shit? Y2K or the Mayan 2012? Y2K. Good job. All right. Question four. Which is the most, or excuse me, which is the worst dog breed between Portuguese water dog and Dalmatian? Dalmatian. Good job. All right. And the last question. Who was a worst president? Herbert Hoover or Andrew Jackson? Andrew Jackson. Excellent. Excellent. You win. That was you, incredible. Yeah, you passed the quiz. Thank you. <laughs> what do I get? Well, you get the... I don't get fired from the show? No, I mean, you did pretty good. I think you only got one wrong. It was, uh, which one was the <laughs> most awful early 2000s rock song? Yeah, yeah it's Headstrong for sure. I kind of like Headstrong. I'll take you on. But outside outside of that, you good job. Four out of five is pretty good. <laughs> Part of me was wondering if if you're uh, if you didn't have correct answers, so you just chose at random whether I was right or wrong. No, this the, what the are you come on. The integrity of this quiz should not be called into question, Andrew. Are you fucking telling me that I was just gonna flip flop the answers based on how I feel? These are objective answers to these questions your fucking quiz music was amazing did you work with the guys that did the uh what a dog wants brand dog food commercial i'm not gonna like tell you my sources but let's just say it wasn't not them um so yeah i felt like it was eventually we're gonna need to we were gonna need to have an emergency quiz and we just had we just had some technical difficulties there, so what better time? Yeah, that was great. Um, but given that, uh, might as well get into um, the old the old tried and true. What's up, everybody? It's the Fabergé egg update. I know I say what's up, even though we're always at the end of the podcast. 
But um, I know a lot of people like to skip ahead to this section, so I'm just talking to you guys. Um, and of course, of the possible 50 jeweled imperial eggs, only 43 are still known to exist. And um, that's what this update's about. I firmly believe that another one will be found. Uh, and the last one was publicly discovered in 2014. Uh, if you had listened to previous podcasts, you'll, you'll know the story behind that. But yeah. Basically, it's been a pretty recent discovery, and um, but that was the most recent one. So the update is that there hasn't been one found since. And uh, again, you know, I'm my ambition is to be the one that does find it. Um, but there is one thing, just Fabergé egg related, I did want to bring up, just because I, you know, I'm always perusing the news for Fabergé egg uh, stuff, and um, this one's very topical. So. Uh, I'm just going to read the pertinent info. The other stuff doesn't matter. But White House counselor Kellyanne Conway, we all know this lady, so saying that she is a, a victim of sexual assault. The spin doctor? Yeah, pretty much, right. Um, but, you know, somebody that's claimed the victim card and whatnot, apparently she went on blast about uh, the um, Kavanaugh accuser and, <laughs> quote, said that the Brett Kavanaugh accuser has been, quote, treated like a Fabergé egg by all of us, beginning with me and the president. There you go. Yeah, Fabergé eggs are out there. They're in the news. We know Kelly listens to the show. She's a fab egger. That's my name for fans of your segment. She wouldn't. I, I feel like she wouldn't just say that out of nowhere for no reason, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know how they do that, like, okay sign? To, like, show that they're alt-right. When they drop uh, references to Fabergé eggs, you know, they're a hella ratter, specifically a Fab Egger for the show. <laughs> Fab Egger. I think we, we want to work on that that name. Uh, hopefully we can get... Uh, we'll, we'll just let the community decide. You know, I got a bolstering community already uh, for Fabergé egg updates, so we'll let them uh, kind of mold it and shape it. Uh, <laughs> I firmly believe they will. Um, I do, I do still plan on getting the GoFundMe up. It's just, I've been busy, you know, so get off my back. Yeah. You got to wait for the right timing. Yeah. It's a big rush. Everybody just calm down. I'll let you give me money soon enough. Just, um, you know, I'm letting it, you know, letting it breathe a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, you have to, uh, like plot, you know, like plot course for the expedition too, right? Before you, uh, yeah, it's either got to be, um, Car the Caribbean, uh, Hawaiian Islands, also up there on possible, um, Fabergé egg locations. Uh, is it, uh, Caribbean or Caribbean? I don't know. I, to be honest, I, I couldn't tell you. Do you, do you definitively know or are you genuinely asking? No, I don't know. I would just base it off of, fuck, I guess. The Disney movies is Pirates of the Caribbean. You mean the Caribbean? I feel like people... Yeah, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. They do say it. How do they say it when they uh, announce the movies? Now I, now I can't remember. <laughs> now I'm all tripped <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> it's the Mandela effect. It was one way, now it's the other. And they, that's... That's a, some dumb shit for another episode. Yeah, and the Bernstein Bears effect. Yeah, yeah, that, all of that. 
Well, so yeah, that was the Fabergé egg update. And uh, so we do know that none have been found since. And again, I'm working on the, you know, the GoFundMe. And hey, any suggestions people may have that, uh, you know, believe an egg may, you know, be in that location, let me know. Um, obviously, moderate climates only, um, preferably tropical island-esque uh, scenario. Um, but yeah. Anywhere that would also make a good vacation spot? Well, not necessarily. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, the ideal conditions for a Fabergé egg to exist, you know, where some, somewhere it would be most likely to be found. You say it like they grow in the wild. Well, not, no. They, they grew out of the Fabergé egg workshop back in Russia. Out of the hands of those uh, amazing craftsmen. <laughs> they were. They, I mean, obviously they were amazing. Let's not split hairs here. Like, they're worth millions and millions of dollars. They're amazing. I, I don't like your tone with that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, I guess that about wraps it up, huh? Yep. All right. Well, uh, if anybody does want to follow us, we are on Twitter at It's Hella Rad. Uh, the SoundCloud page where you can find our episodes is uh, soundcloud.com slash It's Hella Rad. should be able to find it on Apple uh, Podcasts pretty easily. Um, so subscribe if you do like it it'd be awesome and um, find us on YouTube as well and uh, Facebook should be relatively easy to find with Hello Red uh, but if not tweet us I'll help you out thanks for listening everybody Yaboo. I was a I was a I was a Andrew Jackson